Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. LMFM Sunday Sport. With thanks to the LMFM app. Download for free now and take us with you everywhere you go. Delighted to say I'm enjoying, well, two special guests in the studio. Barry Dardis is one and the Keegan Cup is the other. Barry, did you ever think you'd get your hands back on that again after like those four four final defeats? You must have been getting pretty sick of losing finals. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, yeah, geez, it was a sweet one uh, for sure. It was just, I suppose, yeah, as you mentioned there, we've lost four in the last seven years. And to be honest, that's nearly what, when the final whistle went, it was more relief than, than joy. Yeah, because you had those four defeats. Obviously, you won it in, in 2013 and then... Like there's so much talk as well about like final defeats and the scar tissue that that can leave behind. Is that something that's overstated? I mean, I would imagine, you know, you go back in the new year, you you get back into training, you're not really too concerned. But I guess when you run out onto the pitch at Park Tottenham County final day, maybe that comes back into your mind that look, we've been here before, and we haven't done it. Is it difficult to put that out of your head? Um, it's not too much for I suppose the players ourselves. You kind of once the year finishes and once you kind of get over the winter few months and you go back training you're kind of you put that in a distant memory but then it's more so if you get to another county final it's all the talk of everyone else uh, the talk of everyone else is that oh, you, all the media you mean yeah yeah, exactly <laughs> uh, well it's not just the media it's anyone else that's going to games uh, friends, family they, they're nearly like oh jeez please don't let it be another a loss you know that kind of way so um yeah, like players ourselves, well, like a lot of the county finals we played in were nearly against different teams. The three we lost in a row was against three different teams. So um, each kind of game brings a new kind of aspect to it itself. So I suppose the fact that we played Ratot this year after losing to them last year, um, we felt that, look, we could beat them. And it just so ha- happened to transpire that way as well. Like Yeah, because, I mean, it was such an extraordinary game in in, in many ways. Uh, it was on the television here, so we were keeping an eye and obviously Brendan was doing the comms for us. But... It was level after full time, obviously, and went to extra time. But I think you outscored them seven point seven or eight points to one in extra time. You just had that extra extra couple of gears. It was it was quite surprising, I suppose, to everybody, but probably no more than yourselves. You didn't probably expect to run away with it in the way you did in the end. You had to work hard to get to that point. But that extra time performance must be up there with the best you put in all year. Oh, absolutely. And it's, I suppose it's one thing that we've mentioned throughout the year is how strong our bench was like we used eight players in the county final um, as sorry eight subs came on in the county final and then like even one of them was like Ben Morn who actually made his senior championship debut in extra time so like that's the calibre of players that we had throughout the squad so we knew like the the work was done the legs but we also knew we had the bench that there's so many players there that are trying to get starting jerseys but then also squad jerseys that you're like the training is just very very good and like we knew that once it was kind of going further and further, we could just see eventually we were pulling away from them. 
And did, you, did that surprise you? Did, was there any moment where you thought, we have this maybe when you got two or three points up in extra time? Because typically extra time, quite low scoring. If anyone gets a goal, it's nearly all over. But, you know, you got that two, three, four points ahead. Did you start to feel at a certain point that we have this or were you never sure until, given what you've been through in previous finals, maybe you were never yeah. sure until the full-time uh, whistle? Um, to be honest, the fact that we were playing Ratold when I think we went three or four points up, all that I could think of was when they bet Kells in the county final three or four years ago with that last minute goal. So I was just, as each point was going over, I was just uh, trying to edge us on to get another one um, to make it a two two score game. Um, but yeah, like I suppose when we went two points up um, right before half time, Connor Lyons kicked a great score just before half time. And you knew, as you mentioned there, like scores are hard come by an extra time. So you knew once we were up by two points there, we were like, right, if we get another two points next time, they're going to have to kick four or five points. And we know that uh, we could hold them out. And uh, we did so in the end. But yeah, the way it kind of transpired in the second half was that I think once we, once we went three, four points up, I think we just kind of, the whole crowd was behind us. You could really feel it on the pitch. Um, and just lads were finding energy from I don't know where and everyone's kind of going up the pitch. But then I suppose, as we mentioned there at the beginning, how strong our bench was, a lot of those moves that were happening at the end of extra time was all like nearly subs that came on. So it just showed how strong our bench was and it really, I suppose, helped galvanise the team as well when like there was a lot of us that were after playing the full 80 minutes you could say we were nearly sitting back trying to hold out and it was anyone else that was fresh was bombing forward so we kind of just let them off Did you do anything differently this year than last year? Um, no we didn't do anything differently I think we had a lot more belief this year um, we, we 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 were confident that like look we only lost our toad last year by a point um, then we were missing a couple of players last year in the county final and we knew that we were playing good football throughout this year we knew that look we were building all year towards we knew we'd have to play if we wanted to win the championship we'd have to play Ratote and they didn't overdo it in training I suppose bringing up Ratote but the odd time they'd just mention if we were like a couple of weeks out from a certain game um, look so and so or Ratote or the top teams are going to do this or you know that kind of way um, but yeah like we just had I think huge belief this year more than anything else um, yeah and that was what got you over the line in the end. Let me talk to you a little bit about um, favourite topic of mine, striking the ball off the ground. The last free you got in the county final, which was a, a great way to uh, to finish off the game. And the, the video, I think it was uh, I think it was Gary Aller was the guy's name to put it up on Twitter. And I could see the man who you got in your chest or Gordon Elliott was just down in front of him. Yeah. Fist. But it was that that kind of one from the wrong side, quote unquote, from the right hand side with a right footer. You kicked one like that against Donegal in the league final a few years ago, which was uh, came after that game against Kildare. We played the clip up a little bit earlier, earlier on. You kicked one from an even more difficult angle that I was chatting to you about then in Tullamore a few weeks ago. So I'm curious to know when did the uh, Pats have gone two and up in the cup final? When did the free taking kind of knack kick in? Were you always a free taker from a young age? Was it always off the ground, or where did that start? Or when did you realise you had a bit of a talent for that? Um. I suppose it was just when I was seven, eight. Um, it was myself and my father were just. I suppose he would have been a big advocate for just. I suppose kicking freeze off the ground. Like when you're, I suppose that age. I I can't even remember where we playing any real games at that stage. But we'd go down to the pitch and we'd. I'd say we'd only be fourteen or twenty one yards out from uh, the goals and we'd just be slotting over uh, scores and then he just started having me taking them off the ground and I suppose naturally I was pretty good at it straight away but then also 
he kind of taught a few things, I suppose. When you put the ball down first and you often see with a lot of people that are trying to take frees off the ground, they try to hit it as hard as possible and it's nearly the complete opposite. Um, but yeah, it's just, I suppose, just repetition from a very young age of just being able to strike it like that. And then I suppose when you mentioned those couple of frees with, I suppose, that angle, um, I'm not too sure where that came from, but a lot of time if there's a breeze kind of coming away, I've, I've just kind of been able to strike the ball that way um, I do like kind of coming at the ball straight down on it so I suppose it kind of helps playing um, playing freeze that kind of way kind of across the body more than anything else and when it's when it's from the other side then because you're I guess tip if you were if you were hitting it from the from the left I suppose you'd be maybe more inclined or most ads would be more inclined to maybe hit it with their instep and try and curl it yeah. around that's straight on that's straight on technique. When it goes right, it's fantastic. But there's a, a high margin for error as well. If you're a fraction off, I'd say it could go anywhere. So oh, it's absolutely. a difficult one. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I suppose that's the thing though. When you see a lot of GA free takers, um, like you could be 21 yards out near the sideline or you could be on 45. Everyone kind of, you, you, I suppose you take a couple steps back differently depending on what kind of angle you take it on. I suppose that nearly always amazed me when I look at the likes of the rugby. They literally take the same let's say four steps back three steps back to the left on every kick no matter what position the field it is and it was all I suppose I've never really asked anyone about it or why they do it that way but um, yeah I suppose when you're taking with the instep of the boot I, I can I don't mind taking them either but um, yeah you just don't get the distance I don't feel uh, when you're kicking at the instep of the boot I suppose you're trying to curl it more than anything else instead of just getting distance on it because I mean nowadays compared to you know 20 odd years ago or whatever whether it's golf or whether it's striking a football or whatever there's so many there are so many um, videos and tutorials online, and there's kicking coaches and everything else. Have you ever have you ever kind of gone down that road, or have you just have you just kind of done it yourself? Have you tweaked anything over the years yourself? Have you taken any any advice or any pointers? No, I, I've never actually got any like um, training from any individual. Anything that I've done in the last couple of years has all been just myself. I'd often, if we were down at training, get someone to um, video just me taking one or two frees. But a lot of it is just kind of memory just been like right what way am I striking the ball and maybe tweaking a little things like every year you're kind of if you're if you're striking them well one way and then you come up to a game and you're not striking them too well you're kind of nearly oh will I change that but you always fall back into the the old way of doing it mm-hmm. Um, but yeah a lot of anything that I kind of done was from kind of what I learned when I was younger I haven't changed a huge amount of what I've done Um. The only thing that I'd say I might have changed in recent times is I used to take an awful like long run up. Um, I don't take as long a run up now, and kind of a lot of that is just coming from that there's no real necessity to take such a long run up. Yeah, I don't know if you're old enough to remember Keith Barr playing. Um, probably not from when you were. He wouldn't have been playing when you were around, but you might have seen videos of him. And I always wondered how he did it because he took about a thirty-yard run up <laughs> and just ran straight up behind the ball and drove it up the field. So there was a, there wasn't a huge amount of uh, technique in that one, but he still got the ball a long way. So yeah, it's interesting. Everyone has a different technique. We'll take a quick commercial break. It's still two-one incidentally to Pat's. Fifteen minutes gone in the cup final. We'll be back with more from Barry Dardis after that. You're welcome back to LMFM Sunday Sport. The attendance just flashed up on the screen and I missed it for the FAI Cup final, but uh, I think it's safe to say it's a sellout uh, anyway at the Aviva as uh, Stephen uh, Kenny and Keith Andrews watch on. Mark Doyle is hobbling off. Looks like he's got a bit of a hamstring injury there. He scored the uh, equaliser for Pats. They lead by two goals to one against Bohemians. 55 minutes on the clock. Barry Dardis, Summerhill, and well, I, I'm going to say former Mead footballer Barry, but um, you haven't given up hope on, on, on that recall yet, have you? Or You're still only 28. You're still a young fella. Yeah, still only 28. Um... I don't know about former, it was a short enough stint, but uh, yeah, um, 
the, I suppose the, the way they're going at the minute, you're you're looking at them and hopefully they have a big year next year. You can see them really progressing now. Um, you can see, what, I suppose, what the Talton Cup did last year mm. to Westmead. I suppose everyone expected a lot more from Westmead in the league. But then they produced, like I suppose, they were only a free away from being an all-iron quarter-final, was I think. Was it Tyrone that they lost? Yeah, to? they were. Um, they were. They did. They gave a good account to themselves so, for sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So um, hopefully that goes um, the same again for me this year. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about a bit about your your mead career. You said it was it was short lived enough, but we played a little clip of it there earlier on for people that that game against Kildare, if I remember correctly. Well, there's the photograph of you when the penalty goes in. I think it was sleet snow. I don't know what was happening that day. The weather was atrocious. So you got the win. Is that the the standout memory for you from a mead perspective? Ah, yeah. Look, it probably would have to be. Um, yeah, like I suppose a lot of people that were at that game would often say that it was probably the worst uh, conditions that they've ever nearly attended a game. Um, sleet, snow, it was probably about minus two um, on the way home, driving home that evening as well. Like, um, But yeah, it probably would be the highlight. Um, unfortunately, we didn't collect any silverware um, that year. I suppose it's, it's the one regret that we lost to Donegal in a tight enough league final. Um, I think it was two points in the end. But yeah, that'd be the one regret that we didn't get, I suppose, any national silverware that year. We'd such a good year. Um and we were playing some brilliant football in that league. Um we really began to gain a lot of momentum throughout that year as well. So, um yeah, like looking back on the Donegal game, we had the chances we were up and then I suppose they're just experienced towards the end, just hold. And what about your, your stint between the posts as well? You know, that was uh, I wonder what your view on that one was. I presume it was because you were a good striker of the ball off the ground, but it was it was well documented that Mead tried 14, 15, 16 different lads and goals. Joe Sheridan had a goal at one stage as well. What was your your thought process when you were when you were told they were looking at you as a goalkeeping option? Yeah, no. To be honest, Andy just um, posed the question to me. He just asked, "Would I be interested in going?" I think it was the uh, I can't remember exactly, but I think it was the year when Graham Brody started coming out for Leash um, as an extra man, and then Scottstown were beginning to go well in Ulster, and I think um, Rory Began was coming out as well, and I think he could even score them one their Ulster Championship games. So straight away, I suppose, Andy probably was talking to the selectors, and he was looking, is there any player that we could possibly get? Um, look, you're trying to get every advantage that you could possibly get. Um, and he just posed the question to me, and look, when you're kind of supposed the manager comes looking at you to do a job you're you're more than happy to do any job that they want you to do so look we gave it a try um i suppose we just probably didn't spend enough time at it i can't remember exactly when it was it could have been early december in the league you're talking probably less than eight weeks away mm. so from someone that had never really any experience in goals to going straight into goals and i like i suppose i even remember that year um i think the first league game it was either against Tipperary or Armagh and I remember being sub-keeper and I I was going okay in training but I knew that I suppose I didn't have the experience at all to, to be starting um, and I remember driving home and I just kind of, I was young and I kind of just got in my head, I was like, I like I was after being one of the best club forwards the year before, I was like I, I don't want to be in goals Um, I want to be playing outfield and actually contributing to the team because I was just thinking I was just like if there's no one that uh, if there, if the goalie doesn't get injured then I'm not going to get a slot Um, and then I think the following week we played Donegal away and um, one of the players got injured I can't remember who it was and I ended up the next game being a uh, sub outfield on the bench so and then as the year progressed uh, worked my way onto the starting 15 so yeah Maybe if I gave them a bit more time and wasn't so eager to get game time, um, I might have um made a couple more appearances in nets. Um, but then again, I still finished 
finished that league um, starting corner forward in the league final so you're kind of like um, what there's n- there's no right or wrong way of looking at kind of at the time even now I'm kind of like yeah I was happy to go back outfield it's a it's a difficult one. I mean, I can imagine if I was one of the top fours in the county, and the manager came to me and said, "Would you, would you, would you play in goals if we wanted?" I probably feel mildly you know, insulted by it. I'm not suggesting that you were that I turn around to Andy back and say you're okay. You probably would do what you have to do for the team, but it would have to be a little bit of a of a slap in the face. I would imagine for anyone in that situation. So for you to get back in out the field, I suppose was was vindication but it's a tricky one like if you were to turn around to Andy McAtee and, and or any manager any players to turn around to any manager and say well no I don't I'm not going to do whatever the role might be you're probably putting your place on the panel in a, in a little bit of jeopardy so you probably have to toe the line a little bit as well it's a difficult one to be to be trying to consider as a player yeah well I suppose Andy he like he didn't say that I had to go in like I suppose he gave me the option um whether I like I suppose like the idea of it or not mm-hmm. um I just I just said yes straight away I think um, and to be honest uh, like I actually quite enjoyed the training as well in goals it was I think it was completely different than the usual um, and I suppose the element of the uh, not the, the free taking but the, the kick outs um, like it was just constant striking off the ground and it was enjoyable trying to find players and like it was going well um, but and then that was training there wasn't a huge amount of games going on in December and all and then when the games really began there the Oberon Cup and the National League you're kind of itching you're like no this isn't kind of my bread and butter I kind of want to get back out, uh, out uh, further up the other end of the field yeah I can imagine ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true baby it's me Kiki Palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Just in terms of the the game and the state it's in at the moment, I didn't actually watch the the, the Trillick uh, Cross-McGlenn match last night, but by all accounts it was 
dire game to watch now I know the conditions at this time of year can be difficult but in terms of the, 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 the way football is at the moment when you think back to when you started first and you've still got plenty of years left in you as well but have you as a player noticed it becoming you know I suppose less enjoyable maybe from a playing point of view or do you still enjoy it as much as it is it harder to go out and play against like this kind of blanket defence setup or how, how do you kind of think about the game in general now versus what it was like when you started off um I suppose uh, the year that we've had this year, I can't really say it was an enjoyable year because it most certainly was. Um, it's not so much that it's not enjoyable. I just maybe as an inside forward, you're not getting your hands on the ball quite as often as you normally would. Um, other years where I suppose the, there would have been no blanket defence or anything like that. And then I suppose you touched upon the the game last night between Trillick and Cross McGlenn. I know Cross McGlenn never scored in the second half and it's getting a lot of bad press as well at the minute but a lot of I suppose we need to remember that like not every game is going to be entertaining Um ultimately if we played a county final or any game um, and we only won by a point and it was three points to two you yeah. don't really mind but like a lot of the top teams when they do play against each other they generally are entertaining games and um, you look at the inter-county scene if you pick the top six teams your Kerry, Dublin, Galway, Mayo, um, Derry, if they all played against each other, you'd get very few disappointing games there. Um, it's more so teams that are coming up against those top teams that feel they can't go to toe-to-toe with them, so they need to, I suppose, drop a player back um, to try cover the defence, um, to, I suppose, try keep themselves in the game for as long as possible. And that's probably moved into the club scene as well. Mm-hmm. Um that teams feel that they can't go toe-to-toe with the other top teams in the county. So, right, okay, we need to drop a player back. Um, And, like, you could see that in a lot of club games this year, that when teams play um, against other teams that, I suppose, they're the same level, they actually run out cracking games. And we've seen that throughout this year when you get to knockout stage, the All-Ireland, but then the Talton Cup as well. Like, when you see teams that are on the same level as each other, they do um, generally play out very good games. Um. And I suppose when you, I suppose, remark on what's changed between when I began and how the football's going now is, like, when we began, there wasn't a huge amount, I suppose, of gym work, um, video work and all that goes on with it. And I suppose the more you do of, let's say, video work, you can begin to spot, I suppose, a couple of vulnerabilities of other teams, be it that um, when you catch them on the counter-attack or anything like that. So teams are, I suppose, setting up defensively to try... Um, like minimise how many scores they get but also they do know that if you do get a turnover you're going to be able to get a score far quicker um, than let's say a slow structured attack Mm. and again we're at the time of year where there's not a huge amount of certainly no inter-county action going on a lot of club action alright but it's usually a time of year where where experimental rules are are being trialled in in college games and where journalists and ex-players and pundits are writing about these things and uh, I saw again Colin Parkins I think it was last night various other lads talking about limiting the number of players uh, or or rather keeping six inside the 45 3 and 3 Um, the advanced mark is something that I think a lot of people aren't hugely in favour of you probably don't mind it as an inside forward the odd time you do get the ball into you but is there any is there any rule change that that comes to mind for you that that you think would improve things or it's it's very difficult I like yourself seen the tweets from Colm uh, last night but like trying to keep a certain amount of players in a certain half um 
like I know from the Mead club scene that they're struggling to get referees as it is and then I suppose some of the scenes that have gone in, gone on in recent times mm. um, there's not going to be many people jumping to be a referee at the minute so um, if you're trying to I suppose put in new rules of like keeping a certain amount of players in a certain half you're going to probably need another referee or someone on the line and then it, things will begin to get trickier and there's always um, I suppose ways of other teams will try find ways around it yeah. but I suppose uh, yeah I, I see the the rules that they're trying to implement at the minute there in colleges level for freshers with uh, I think the kick out that has to go over 45 metres I, I think that's a terrible rule um, I think one of the best things um, about keepers well, like that how good attacks can be getting from a keeper um, like we've done so many video analysis of our keeper like pinging lads um that are on the run um let's say beginning with their back nearly towards the goals and being able to catch it um running forward and like I suppose if you ask about who was the the most revolutionary player in the GA in the last twenty years, a lot of people would probably say Stephen Cluxon. So immediately if you put that rule in, mm. um he probably wouldn't be starting with Dublin because he doesn't have a monster of a kick out and then a lot more people um We'll be trying to just, I suppose, kick it as far as possible, but and then everyone be crowding around the middle. And I don't. Th- a lot of people are looking for, I suppose, an entertaining game. If the each goalie's just kicking it into the uh, the two fo- between the two forty fives, that's not going to be the most entertaining. And I know from a player's point of view that the amount of time, well, from a forward's point of view, the amount of time that you spend trying to like nullify a keeper's kick out. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's a huge vantage point if you do have an excellent keeper. It feels like it's kind of treating the symptom rather than than anything else, and it's a very crude measurement. And we always have to think about club football. If you've got some junior C goalkeeper playing into a gale, the ball yeah, that's that's the just exactly like, it. Like um, that, like you can name numerous pitches across me that there's always a win there. So straight away you're going to be struggling there. Um, but that's the thing with some of those rule changes. There's constant rule changes that it's hard to put your finger on any one that will have a huge impact on the game mm. um, like as you mentioned there the one that you would get rid of is the forward mark I know at times I'd be grateful of it but then when you're playing against a team that they call a, like a forward mark and um, maybe 40 yards out from goal and you're set up defensively very well it can be very frustrating as well and particularly I suppose when you're watching I said the likes of Clifford or any of those forwards in the inter-county and they catch catch a ball cleanly inside the 45 metre line and they don't get to take on their man. It's kind of nullifying the entertaining aspect of the, the game. That's it. We'll take a very quick commercial break. It's still 2-1 incidentally to St. Pat's in the FAI Cup final. Ali Coote is coming on for Bohemians in an attempt to try and salvage something from that one. Still plenty of time. 23 minutes or so to go. Danny Grant has made his way off with a Scott coming on. We'll take a quick break back after that. You're welcome back to Sunday Sports. Summer Hills. Barry Dardis is still in studio. Uh, Barry, I'm going to go down the, the lazy question route. Toughest opponent you've ever come up against either in the club game in Mead or in, in, at Intercounty? One from each maybe. Um, I, I suppose when you think it like that, yeah, I... I always thought of well it always drove me mad when Dublin were winning all those all Ireland they'd always go on saying oh the hardest games we ever had was in house and all that but I suppose that's one where I'd definitely have to go is like we're lucky enough to have our own Ryan in the club uh, so every training session nine times out of ten uh, the two names are called out together to mark each other be that in a tackling drill uh, be it in a, a 
five-side game, um, be it in a full uh, in-house game, you're constantly marking him and you're very rarely going to get by him. So, yeah, he'd certainly have to be up there. And if there was one from outside of the club that you can think of, in I, I, the picture of uh, of Conor McGill stuck beside you it was one of the ones that popped up when I was looking up looking up an image of it during the week. But obviously he's been, it was the mead fullback for a long number of years. Maybe he'll be back in this year. But Conor maybe would be one. Are there any, any in the club scene in me that you'd say would be particularly sticky? Um, shaking your head they're all they're all easy to deal with no no <laughs> Jesus no certainly not um, I suppose when I first began we actually had uh, numerous games against the likes of Rakenny. Um so Kyogen I suppose he's up there with majority of lads uh, in Mead um, so yeah he'd have to be the one yeah and I guess people forget well maybe not necessarily forget but because he's been playing out in the half back line for so long now and because he brings so much to the game from a wing back position or even from centre back he started out of course as a as a really tight marking cornerback and I remember him shackling Bernard Brogan a couple of times in, in Leinster finals back in the early part of the 2010s so yeah he has that in his locker but he can kind of do everything though can't yeah he? absolutely well, I remember one game marking him I think I could have been centre forward at the time but um, yeah Jesus when when he was going in cornerback for, for Mead you knew whoever was coming up against him wasn't going to get a huge amount of success and just uh, one last one for you then on the free take in front to go back to that. There's a former well-known Dublin footballer. Well, no, he's going to come back again this year, isn't he, Dean Rock? Who's got the old kicking clinics going on and making a few quid out of that. Would that be something you'd consider doing up in Summerhill, putting on a kicking coaching session? Jesus, for no, <laughs> uh, certainly not. Um, yeah, i seen uh, the day go around, was it last year? Um, i seen a, a couple of those um, going around. I think John Coon, is it Cooney? Is that his first name? John mm, Cooney uh, so, from Ulster. Yeah. Um, i seen he was putting up a, a couple of clinics as well. Um, Handy little money so, spinner for you there. Uh, well, I suppose when, when I think of freezing early, the cynic in me straight away thinks of when we played Nace, the, I missed one or two that day. So um, it's one of those that you always think back of nearly the worst the more than the best um, but um, yeah uh, Dean Rock come back for another year I didn't think he was going to uh, go on for, for one more year I thought uh, going out on a high would would have been his way now um, but yeah he seems to be going back for another yeah. crack at the cherry looks like it and just very very finally then for yourself you've got plenty of years left in you I know um, is it fair to say you haven't given up uh, fully on the on the Mead recall? Obviously, you'll be you'll be in there at Summerhill for a good number of years yet. But is it is it something that you'd like it? You'd like another go at if you got the call from Colin O'Rourke? Ah, yeah. Like uh, to be honest, I haven't given it a huge amount of thought. Um, this year, um, majority of the time, I just wanted to get back playing football. Last year, I never played a, a full game because I was only coming back from knee injury, and then a lot of the time when you come back from an injury that keeps you out for like twelve to fourteen months. Mm it leads to one injury or another. Um, so this year, all I wanted to do was like, just play games. And that was kind of nearly at the start of the year. I was setting out goals for myself and it was like, play three games in a row or play five games in a row. And then eventually it was like eight games in a row and then it was the championship. So um, yeah, the goals this year will probably have to be a little different than just playing, uh, trying to get match fitness into myself. Well, listen, Barry, thanks so much for popping in. It's been a great year. Uh, for Summerhill getting their hands back on the Keegan Cup and I dare say you won't want to give it up too lightly in 2024 no absolutely not hopefully I'll be here again this time next year <laughs> thanks very much for popping in quick commercial break back after that LMFM Sunday Sport with thanks to the LMFM app download for free now and take us with you everywhere you go ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm-hmm. 